0: I do the K-Cup at home. Oh
1: oh. Ouch. Yeah, the surface un- user.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: raise your We're making standards. a correlation here.
2: Surface user and K-Cup.
0: Oh,
3: okay. All right. We're okay. building a oh.
0: profile
2: of you, Lacey. We're going to get so many letters now.
3: <laughs> Remember that one of us is environmentally conscious as a surface user, and the other one apparently... So you're balancing me out? I don't know if she's I can violate you Actually, how many she's very that she's, down. she's
2: very environmentally conscious. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Both of you are.
0: I try to be. My K cup does not does not do that properly. Mm. Oh, that's not a good reflection of my sustainability or your self values. I'm so sorry. It actually <laughs> is hurting me a little bit on the inside <laughs> right now. Don't. I know because we're, we're
3: going in with both. feet. You are. <laughs> I don't okay. like it. So let's let's fast forward. Let's like, fast forward gonna... out of coffee because <laughs> this has gotten violent. <laughs> Okay.
0: Hello and welcome to the Outpost Podcast. It's a fabulous day out here in the alcove of the office. We've got me here today, Lacey in the self-proclaimed captain's chair, which looks like everyone else's chair. And who else do we have with us today? We've got
2: Mark. 20... Mark with a K.
0: Mark with a K. Mark. D Daffron. C Mark. Good.
1: Gangsta C Mark.
3: And my name spells there's <laughs> a. Does Dang. it really? Yeah, there's a silent H. So there's a, and then oh. my last name is Pot Rats. There's a Pot Rats? Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's a Kay. Pot Rats in the house. I knew it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Got to get another cat. How, how's everybody feeling today?
2: En fuego.
0: En fuego? Inflamed. inflamed.
3: In fuego. Yeah, I'm feeling inflamed.
0: How's everybody handling all the rain that we're
3: having lately? Are you loving it? Are you hating it? it? See, I'm loving it. Not loving it. Anything Daffron hates, I'm all in on this I'll is double down. Drive
1: people mad weather. Yeah.
2: I like it. It it's not really conducive to walking places. I like Getting a little exercise outside. Yeah, I wish microphone. you all could like see this
0: right now. Mark up. is holding his microphone <laughs> above his face, like it's hanging, but he's just holding it himself. Looks like a little bit of. I can't tell if it's really cool or totally doofus.
3: That's grandstanding
0: votes. <laughs> I mean, really cool or totally it's doofus. Usually doofus. If if, it's me. if he were
3: in the center of, of a UFC ring, that's what it looks like, and <laughs> that would be cool. But I'm I mean, thinking scared. more like Pepsi we're right halftime next to the bathroom. So let's be honest. Super Bowl, maybe. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Mark would totally do next year's halftime. That's what
2: I'm... I can see it. Shake it. Don't let him know. Shake it, Mark. Don't let know. They're going to go from j and Shakira to me. It's going to be awesome. I would watch it. Mark C, heck yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so today... Listen, we've got a lot of questions that have been coming from the community, and so I've been dragging this bag of community questions with me, and I'm going to pass it here to Daffron. Daffron, can you pass it to Mark? Ugh, oh, good. I, now pass oh, it to Teresa. Heavy. Yep, Very heavy. Ow, don't just drop it on me. That's rude. Uh, just have a little bit of consideration.
2: There's no packages in there this time. It's just
0: letters. <clears throat>
3: just, okay. just glass and rocks. So I'm just... <laughs>
0: Okay, so we had a lot of feedback from people when we asked for some community questions. So, Teresa,
3: can you pull something out of the bag there? Pull, okay. reach deep down. Right. Well, okay, this one's about fruit snacks. I'm going to talk. <laughs> this one's about inappropriate fruits. Okay, that one's it's always food with I, you, too. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, just constant All right. snack life. Well, I mean, it's not my fault. There's seriously a bunch of another fruit It's okay. true. <laughs> um, okay, here's not a fruit snack. Okay, good. What's your favorite writing utensil? Hmm.
0: I have an answer, but Mark's holding the mic to his face.
2: I'm holding it in that strategic position.
0: Okay, you answer. I
2: I use a, a flare tip Pilot Black pen for sketching because I have specialized paper that I use, and I don't like it to bleed. <laughs> and yeah, it's you know what I'm talking about. Daphne, come on. Mm-mm. Yeah, you do. I don't.
0: Okay, then what's you your? Away from exactly. I just... you don't use a
2: mechanical pencil. Do you? Yeah. You're that guy. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you? You use a me- mechanical pencil? That's your utensil of choice. It.
2: I had you,
1: Peg. I'm lo-fi, dude. I just grab whatever I can find and draw on the wall, whatever I
0: (laughs) Right now, no skills. I recently got a Surface Pro, and so I think I'm going to say my stylus for my Mm. Surface Pro is my go-to writing utensil right now. I've been playing with the whiteboard function. I know... You Apple people. Yeah, we're living
2: you know, that like life. I'm
3: living that surface <laughs> life. I love it. I really oh, like man, it. Yeah,
2: we're two two and two today. There goes half our listeners.
3: <laughs> I know. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the other way around. <laughs> like
3: what about you, Teresa? You know, I'm honestly whatever is, is handy, but I'm not doing any high in-depth artistic stuff. I'm like, no. oh, I gotta write down this idea or it's gonna run away from me. So typically it's like some proctologist's office pen or whatever <laughs> has been randomly assimilated in my You stack. chose
2: proctologist office <laughs> <laughs> out, of all, the, out you, of all the...
1: She's coming in with the four-syllable words again.
3: By the way,
0: on <laughs> on, on the vein of utensils, <laughs> I took my son to the doctor's office the other day because he got sent home because he's had a really bad cough, and the doctor asked him, so what's been going on with you? He goes, my utensils are really swollen. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> It was so
3: cute.
0: My eight-year-old daughter has made fun of him constantly since then. I'm trying to just make it a learning experience, but I don't know if it's going well.
1: How does that work when you're in the kitchen cooking together?
0: And your Can utensils you are swollen? utensil.
1: Mom, what are you saying?
0: Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah get weird.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else? You want to pull hey. another one out? No, okay. So this one: working in an office for years, I have been conditioned to drink the brown water they refer to as coffee. <laughs> what do you make for coffee in your office? Drip, press, espresso, dark, light, medium roast?
2: We do it all. We we? are, yeah, we're on the coffee train, all of us here. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't Mm -hmm. drink coffee. And we have a coffee client that supplies us with very high-end, locally roasted beans. We have a fancy setup with our own special grinder, commercial-grade, commercial-grade brewer. So, yeah, we're total coffee snobs. There's no way around it. And and we're not doing that. We're going to like three, four, five different cafes around town, getting our specialized like Cortados and...
1: Plaid Pantry for me.
2: Oh, oh man. stop it. Don't he's not. not. Life. He's not. No, it's you are happy with anything that's brown water. Yeah. I mean, you,
1: you
3: No, he's not. He's, he's he'll snob it, but he'll drink it. Yeah, he'll, he'll do
2: both. Yeah. He'll I'm a both. connoisseur
1: of fine coffee, but I'll also drink McDonald's coffee. I don't care. Really? Yeah.
3: Meanwhile, I'm the only one in the office with my own AeroPress beans ground for the machine and I will make coffee at my desk and I will do so particularly if no one is there. I don't want to waste.
2: I do have that set up at home. So I do the AeroPress at home. That's fair.
3: So what's the most mundane thing you love to do? Ooh. What's the most mundane,
0: mundane. mundane thing? Mundane. Okay, I have one. I shouldn't say this out loud. Oh,
3: please. While we're recording, <laughs> like Mark just looked up at me so Close
0: fast. To your lips. I'm
1: glad I'm here today. This is okay.
0: Um, okay, <laughs> so at my house, we have, maybe I've talked about this before, but we have a pull-down desk right in front of the toilet at my house. Okay. And so if there's anything more mundane than using the toilet, I don't know what it is. And so, you know, we've got this pull down desk and there's all sorts of activities inside there. There's things you can read, things you can write, things you can do. I mean, this potty training related or was it at its installation? (sighs) It's, it's been there. My mom started it. It's been there since I can remember. Okay. And I like it. So I don't know
1: what's wrong with you. Mark's people. like we could put those in our bathrooms here and maximize efficiency. That's what I'm
2: There we go. There we go. Oh, From Tom's going in for a long one. Installation starts the laptop tonight. In his arm. That's right. Where are you going without your laptop?
3: Okay. What else? A mundane activity you enjoy. <laughs> I I love oh, yeah. weeding. I'm on the third floor, and so I've got this little tiny balcony. But I like that to look pristine. Like, we have hummingbirds that come in. We've got hummingbird feeder, hummingbird nest. Like, I want that whole space. Meticulous. Do you have, like, then flower pots and stuff Mm -hmm. that you put out there? Yeah, I even took a a rain gutter, blocked off both ends, and filled that with soil. (laughs) So I could run ground cover there so that I have, like, this straight... Pipe of like green, and then my pots in front of it. So oh, so it's there's...
0: not the real gutter for the system. You just took gutter. I took, yeah, and I went created... to home Depot and
3: took you know an eight foot section, created a flower pot. Clever, thank you. Very clever. It was Pinterest. I can't take credit I'm for just that idea. Say Pinterest. I know that was Pinterest. Pinterest knife. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mark. What
0: about you? Mundane activity. I'm
2: stretching here to try to find like what I do that's super mundane.
0: Video. I'm either video I'm, games.
2: I'm, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's mundane. I do a little World of Warcraft and kind of lose myself there. So I'm not thinking about my have you
0: found? My have you found a, what's it called? A clan?
2: I, I a tribe? A, I found a guild.
0: A guild? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. it is. Have You You did? You found a guild?
2: I did. Good. It's, a, it's an awesome guild.
0: Congratulations. Yeah.
2: It's a very big guild. And so there's a lot of cool, friendly people in there. Wonderful. And it was started by a, a Twitch user, a YouTube user that kind of built a a big Oh,
0: is that the so. one that you watch the videos for all the time?
2: There's a bunch of those, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I sound like I'm more into it than I am, but I uh, right now I am. But yeah, I guess that's mundane. I like quiet, like in the weekends when I'm doing chores before I can relax. I usually do a bunch of chores. I like setting like a three-hour block where I'm just kind of at a very leisurely pace. Doing the laundry, doing the dishes, cleaning the kitchen, doing
0: those Do you things listen things. to anything while you do that, or do you just stay in your own head?
2: I often will listen to, like, orchestral mm-hmm. music is usually the, the, the main go-to. If I'm feeling Riley, I'll do something else.
0: Okay, Daffron, do you have any mundane activities that you really enjoy? So
1: mundane would describes, like, a very boring...
0: Yeah, something regular. Something that's very regular, regular. that you regular. love to do.
2: Oh, I already know. What regular. It's well, so not mundane, you, reg- but... What do you it, think? What do you, you think that would be? Mold, you, cook. you got a passion for your cooking and
1: your pizza. I don't like to cook, you know, being rushed. So I guess that would be. I don't know. It's I don't consider that mundane, but I, I like to take very my time particular.
2: And, though I mean, you yeah. take your time, yeah. and everything matters, yeah. and that is it's
1: a craft for you. Yeah, and people think I'm crazy. My wife particularly thinks I'm nuts after <laughs> working and you know going through all that trouble, but to me. It's therapy. It's like it relaxes me and yeah. So this,
0: this draws another, just an example of how you and I are so perpendicular, I would say, because Mm -hmm. I'll be happy to eat Hot Pockets the rest of my life. I'll put that in there for two minutes, eat it up.
2: Nasty.
1: I'm also this, I can do that too though. Really? There's like a famous chef that is Michelin star. I forget his name, but he, his, he loves Domino's. And he makes no apologies about it. And people give him crap about it because there's a bunch of snooty chefs out there that are in the, the, the limelight. Chefs. And they're like, you know, I would never put that in my mouth. And he's like, I don't care what you say. Like, you know, I'm the kind of the same way. Like, I know how to cook really well. And I do a lot of it from scratch. Everything from sushi to curry to like, you name it. He spent
2: two years perfecting yeah. a pizza to replicate a pizza that he tasted. And yeah. then he went and bought like a stone Oven I'm on or my something third oven like that. Now, Your third oven. oven. Yeah. And then he spent two years perfecting making the dough from scratch and getting the specialized ingredients wow. that you have to go to some special place to get. And then to getting it just per- two years. Yeah. To make a pizza, I'm we're not obsessed. talking about frozen pizza here.
3: Not a frozen pizza pocket like what I will no. eat. No. Well, I mean, it's not about eating. It's about you know enjoying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I I have. Gotten frustrated at hubs and I've said I only cook when I'm happy and I look at him and I wait for him to walk out of the kitchen and <laughs> read between That's the nice. lines. Hubs, <laughs> he rolls with it. We have a great time. We love making fun of each other.
0: Okay, why don't we do? Let's do
3: one more. Let's okay. do one more community question.
0: Dig real deep oh. for this
3: one. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mark or Daph, you guys are both going to have a field day with this one. Oh, <laughs> wonderful! <laughs> I, I want to answer this question for Daphron first before he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is something super trivial that has caused each of you anxiety? Ooh, okay,
1: super trivial,
3: oh, super trivial.
1: Life is filled with mundane, tri- trivial things. I don't-
3: We're
2: okay to speak for both of us (laughs) because I know where you're going with this we're super we're easily distracted and we feel like we can't think the trivial little things (laughs) like is that what you're talking about
0: well it
3: can be anything trivial that causes you anxiety she's got
2: something in her mind
3: I want to know I want it out I let it out of the bag I would say just like there are some children or grown adults who can't have their food touching any other food on the (laughs) plate (laughs) yes i knew we were going there daffron must not have his coat touch anybody else's and if he says oh no it's fine it's fine no it's it's <laughs> go ahead by all means
1: no i we were talking about this like this seems absurd but this is how shows like the office got created like
0: just everybody's idiosyncrasies Little, yeah exactly the idiosyncrasies yeah. of everybody
2: happens.
1: and we all have them uh-huh. totally you sit back do. and look at him it's funny
3: it is yeah, yeah it's out of love i i just i giggle over it right yeah.
1: I don't I don't like my coat touching other people's coats because of uh, s- smells maybe they've cooked a gnarly burnt whatever on their stove and then it like it's soaked into their jacket No then coat mingling. And they touch my coat, no coat co-mingling. <laughs> no coat co-mingling. Yes. And then or animals, you know, there are various animals
0: <laughs> in the world. <laughs>
1: Sometimes more than one. He's sometimes worried five. about
3: the animal. So, leftovers. I would yeah, Somebody. i eat myself down with a cat. <laughs> exactly. part of my work. exit strategy.
1: <laughs> so I installed this uh, coat rack. Uh, just a screw. Put it on this nice beefy beam that we have in the office. Hundred year old wood coat beam. coat rack. And then Teresa came to work here, and she started to commandeer my. <laughs> and then not, I not Commandeer. <laughs> I,
3: I I shared it with you. Yes, two there hooks. are two
1: hooks on it, so.
3: <laughs> I did not. Overtake the entire but thing. they were touching, they, were they touching. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put the extension out, like the six-foot pole that would allow my coat <laughs> to not, not to mingle. It yeah. is. But then I told her that was her, my fault.
1: It bothers me sarcastically, and then it doesn't bother me, and then it doesn't bother. So she's been kind of been put Make through a head uh, yeah. games.
3: This is just like <laughs> high school. I just don't know what boys are meaning when they talk.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
3: he doesn't want my coat to touch his coat. And then he said well, it was fine. I'm
2: straight up. I, I do not like seafood. And I do not like the smell of seafood. You and don't like the smell one of, of a lot of One things. of our staff members Me. has this love for Who what is right that thing called? Spam Masubi. Spam Masubi.
0: Already okay. talked about this on here before. I know. Shame but- Sash.
2: Yeah. She has to <laughs> she has to like leave the main area because I just I, it's very distracting. I know. And it's stupid. And it gives me anxiety. And I'm like, I can't focus. I can't yeah. focus. It Anytime like you smell something. But
0: any, it's <laughs> not oh, just sure. that. It's anything. You you tell me just how much things smell all the time. And I can't even ever smell them.
1: I don't like weird smells either.
3: Mm.
1: When yeah. I was a kid in high school, like if I'd go downstairs and the family would be. Brewing up whatever for breakfast, and I'm like, nope. Or smoking, because I lived with a smoker, Lacy. And (laughs) hold on, let me.
3: (laughs) We're in Trivial Alley.
1: I wouldn't put my my shirt on. I'd be shirtless the whole morning, and then I'd go down, run downstairs, cradling the shirt like I was carrying a football across the end zone. So you wouldn't
0: smell like smoke. Throw
1: it in the dryer with a bounce sheet, and then seconds before walking out, I'd put that on and like fly out the door, so I didn't have to smell like cigarette, grilled cheese sandwiches, hash browns, bacon.
0: (laughs) whatever was cooking interesting
1: so i'm to this day like i don't like to go out to eat and then you know oh i see the ventilation system isn't working in this establishment wonderful <laughs> I'm to smell like this you walk out and you smell like charred whatever and I, that bothers me
2: so yeah i mean you've i'm you with have kids you you have you ever smelled a dirty diaper ever in your life <laughs> have you ever smelled that
3: yeah hundreds okay. of times
2: do you enjoy that smell
3: no. I mean, we okay. lather the walls you in don't, Yeah,
2: so you don't, you know, like if you don't want that to distract what you're doing,
3: you just kind of take efforts to not have that in your life in the I same guess so. way. Oh my gosh. You would have hated my college. <laughs>
0: <You> <laughs> what did it smell
3: like? Yeah. So there was a prank war Bracing. between the boys and girls dorms. Yes. And the one prank, I mean, this happened two years before I got there, but the one lingering prank was one of the guys got into the... Ventilation somehow of the girls' dorm, and they put fish.
2: Yeah. Oh dang.
1: And no,
3: I think it, it was spam masubi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
2: and that probably smelled better than spam masubi.
3: You know, spam right, doesn't go much. bad. Okay, I Teresa, do you have anything it. trivial that really causes you anxiety? Time. If if the <laughs> meeting starts at ten and ten o mm. one, I'm getting itchy. Mm-hmm. I'm pacing. I'm looking. Production meeting start at one. They start at one. Not one o five. Not one o three. Not one ten. What are, we, what are we doing? Yeah, but what, you're, I, what, what is my purpose in life? This but true. this is a group of creatives. It's just I've not going to so happen.
0: Yeah.
1: We don't function like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm needing to loosen the reins there and, you know, take a chill pill around 1230 so that when it kicks in. You're end, right. I'm just start it. expecting it. Just start expecting it. She's on uppers, but it's. <laughs> A couple down too. <laughs> well, I'll just get my Xanax
0: candy dish and we'll be fine. I'll do mine. Mine that causes me anxiety is like bedtime routine with my kids. Primarily. It's been s- almost eight years that I've been a parent and like that's eight years of nights to put my children. Tr- and you'd think that I'd figure it out by now, but it causes me anxiety every night before it because I, I don't know. So maybe I'm the problem more than my kids are the problem because I'm the one that is anxious about it.
3: This is like Caesar Milan. It's like you you have to rehabilitate the dogs <laughs> and train the kids. people. And you- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I don't want to put my <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try it.
0: <laughs> they would just look at me. Shock therapy. <laughs> No, no shock no. therapy. Cesar yeah. Milan does not use shock callers. No. The opposite. It's retraining the parent. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, okay. That's what I was talking
3: about. This is your shock therapy. Okay. So he's gonna be there with a button. Click, click.
0: So it's it's not a coincidence that I'm talking about parenting too, because I have a, a certain topic for this episode that I wanna get everybody's insight on. So are you ready for the main topic? Rock and roll. Okay. So today's main topic is how has parenting impacted your creativity? Okay. So I've got some bullet points we can go through, but all of us here are parents. Mm-hmm. Teresa and my kids are similar ages. Yep. So I've got a seven and a six year old. You've got a seven year old and she just turned seven too. Yeah. Also.
3: She's, a, she's a fresh seven.
0: Yes. So I've got a fresh six and an almost eight Mark
2: 16 and 14 in the next couple months here.
0: Okay, fabulous. And Daffron?
1: I don't know the age of
2: my adult
0: children. Oh, God.
1: My baby's 22. Okay. Oldest is 27, I think. Middle child is like 25-ish.
3: So the Surface users are this, the so. new parents on the blog.
1: <laughs> I got the baby one, right? 22.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's all you
0: need. Just build up from there. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, do you think that parenting has impacted your creativity as a whole? Dramatically. OK,
3: yeah, it's forced my creativity. OK, like, it'll be I'm not wanting to be creative. I just want to stare at a wall and, oh, we're at a restaurant. OK, hey, why don't we build these structures out of these uh, jam packets? This sounds like a good use. Yeah, let's build. Oh,
0: OK, so you had to have had to use creativity as like a survival tactic as a parent, Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. keeping them entertained, distracted so that they don't do what?
3: Uh, scream, yell, bite destroy things, ruin your life, yeah, you know, uh-huh. run around to meet everybody when you should be seated. Yes. You know? uh-huh. Those kind of things. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> okay. What about you? Do you think, you know, when I brought this topic up to you, Daffron, you said, you know, my kids are all grown and I'm like, okay, so you have wisdom about this then. So,
1: yeah, I mean, aside from the, that's just basic in my mind, like basic parenting occupying their time. And I'm a little far removed from this since they are so much older, but For me, we used to go see a lot of kind of indie band concerts and stuff like that. So I kind of felt like they expected a lot more because they were exposed to a lot more. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't just, oh, dad's a designer and he goes away and brings home the money. uh, They were immersed in it. Like we would go out and I would constantly show them, this is an example of bad typography. This is an example of <laughs> bad information design. Do you see how this menu functions? I, was, I mean, it was nonstop on that child. to the point where they were probably sick of it. But I guess the game kind of changed to where they as they started to get older. Sounds weird, but I felt like I had to maintain this level of like accountability because they were watching,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know. But yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff. And then just it opened my eyes to like, you know, hey, what kind of fun thing can we do? Like whether it was teaching my kids to snowboard or going to see this band and then you know, they go back to their, to their high school or whatever. And, you know, of course they're all listening to top 40, whatever. And I'm not starting to sound like a poser, but it was really fun. Like they got exposed to a culture and stuff that other people,
2: you know, that makes sense to me. Yeah.
0: The one thing I want to bring out is a point that I had on here, which is like accountability. You know, how much do you think that having children has impacted your own personal accountability for actually doing Mm -hmm. the things that you say you're going to do, you know, for actually completing the creative projects that you set out to do for being the example that you want to show for them?
3: Oh, I got a solid example there. I don't celebrate Halloween. It's just not something I want to do. But, um. I wanted to give my daughter a fun experience to dress up and do all kinds of things. And so I figured I would start building my costume first so that she, when I said you could be anything, she would have some parameters that anything really meant anything. And so I, I built the Spriggan from Skyrim and I handed the antlers and did the full mask. I mean, I went to town and she was watching and I said, what do you want to be? And she, we're Hoovians, right? Hardcore. And she goes, I want to be a Dalek. And I'm like, okay. So I go to Etsy and I like look up girls' dresses with Daleks, little pom-pom balls going down the skirts. <laughs> and she goes, no. That's I not going to work. Yeah. And so like here we are in a little condo with an upside down garbage can and Bondo in our living room building this giant machine for You're her. You're
2: talking about the robots from Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. Just for anybody who doesn't know what oh, is. Oh, thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah. They're villains that look like giant upside down garbage cans that scream exterminate, exterminate, <laughs> They don't have a word for mercy in their language. That's
2: just it. That sounds like you in the office right now. Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> Come it's to 103. On it's time. 103, exterminate, 103. Exterminate. Exterminate. Exterminate
1: designers. Exterminate designers.
2: Does not comply. Well, my overall take on the whole creativity parenting thing is that when you become a parent, one of the best things that happens to you is it becomes less about you. You're doing things with mindfulness that this impacts other people. And I think when you become a parent, that changes your life in that way. You are you're responsible for someone else and you take more time and more care to see it through their eyes. As a designer, it has impacted my creativity, is you know, in that way. It, it's much more intentional. Like, how is my daughter gonna view this? Right? Am I mm, is this mm-hmm. way too focused on an adult? Like, is she not gonna get it? Well, I don't want that. Is it way too? Lo- way too lofty like 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 am i really trying so hard to be professional that i forget to be human mm-hmm. that sensibility i think is very important
0: like as if your kids w- if you were trying to be something would your kids even recognize what you're trying to be you know when you're in your workplace are you a totally different person
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, it, and i think it's a common mistake in business people want so hard to be perceived well that they err on the side of being professional and buttoned up and they forget all their personality and character, which is the thing that matters, right? Like it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to be buttoned up and to be professional. I guess it takes some effort, but you know, what, what's the significance of that? Oh, great. You're doing the thing that we expected you to do because you run a business, mm-hmm. right? What they don't know is who you are and what you're about. So that's the surprise and delight aspect. And so, yeah, that I mean, that's my take.
0: One thing that I see as a difference between working people who have children versus working people that don't is the pressure that gets put on you from a time perspective. Like, okay, so you've got to spend all this time parenting your children. So the amount of time that you have to focus on your own creativity is significantly decreased. And does that pressure make it better, you know, does it make you actually do it or, or does it kind of hold you back? What, what's your experience as you've had that time pressure, does it make you kind of double down and focus and get it done? Or do you kind of put it on the back burner?
2: I think it reveals what's important to people. Mm. I think some people put it off and some people dive in harder because it's really important to them. And I think that's the closest to the truth for me from an observation standpoint. Mm. For me, I've seen both. Right. Some things are just no longer important because I have too much going on in my life and I have to let them go. And some things are so important that I'm not ever going to let them go. And so I have to really prioritize my top priorities. Right. Like my kids, my life, you know. And then what
0: projects do you have the time for?
2: And what nonsense do I need to cut out that's costing me the thing that I really want? I mean, that's that's an ongoing conversation. I think most people have Mm -hmm. throughout their whole life the difference is i think people who address those things and actually take steps are the ones that are happier in their life and they don't feel trapped or they're not scared of every next step it's like well i can't do that because i've had this job for 10 years and i'll never find anything else well how do you know right i mean it's a terrible place to be and there's fear is real security is one of our innate you know most important things i mean we, as a we, human yeah. yeah as a human being i mean you're going to make decisions based on your survival at the end of the day, right? You're gonna, that's what's gonna happen, right? I think sometimes you have to get out on the limb a little bit to have a little bit better perspective of what's out there so that you can take a calculated risk and get out ahead of things instead of not taking any risk and just taking what the world gives you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here's one, and I'm interested, <laughs> here's <laughs> here's why, okay? Uh-oh. oh here we okay, go. Okay, so Teresa and I with young kids, from my perspective, anyway, we are in the thick of this reflective period when we see our own habits and behaviors reflected to us in our children, right? The good, the bad, the ugly, they do it back to us. And we're like, <gasps> oh, it's it's appalling.
3: It's from me, yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> like, does that get better or worse as the kids get older? Daffron. Do you see your own behaviors reflected in them as adults now? Or do they, have they kind of developed their own identities and that's not as much of a thing now?
1: They've definitely developed their own identities, but you can still see influence. And that's hard to accept because sometimes it's not, all, it's not for the better, you know? Mm. Like <laughs> some of the relationships, the dynamics between the three kids are different than with the other ones. You know, the other ones like, but there's no manual on parenting. I mean, you can read all the books and stuff you want, but every kid's different and every scenario household's different and... I've got some regrets and some, you know, we did a lot of things right, but I can definitely see some influences that I wish I would, going back would be like, oh, I wish I would, have, you know, instilled more confidence or.
0: Do your kids point out bad typography to you now?
1: Yes. We call that visual pollution in our house.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Grapplin's coined that same phrase many years ago. But Amen. Yeah. I, it's hard for us designers to. It's a curse. We call it the curse. Yeah. You can't go into a room without being paralyzed by. You know, like all the visual
2: pollution, (laughs) bad type
1: choices, and bad
2: color pops, and (laughs) layout—the whole nine yards. Yeah, I tend to be sarcastic. I think I think we would all agree. I know, I know.
0: Sort of. You call it teasing. I say it's mean.
2: Um, No.
0: Also, I often call it
3: sarcasm. Oh, Oh, that's
2: brilliant.
0: You may
3: use that. I love that. Meanwhile, we have defamation. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Can I? I'll be the villain. I was so sucked into Mark's smooth talk a minute ago that I lost train of thought. We were, we were talking about accountability, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that stuck with me, and I don't know if this is answers the question or whatever, but uh, the challenge for designers, uh, I'm speaking to probably a lot of us. um, You know, you can be there with your kids and your family, but you can also not be there, and I struggle with that a lot. Like to this day, it's less with the kids now and more with my wife. You know, I'm like solving problems in my head, but she's talking and I'm like, (laughs) did you say, can you repeat that? You're not present. I'm very, I can go off very easily, like into, you know, next steps for this client. I got to nail that tomorrow. Okay. How am I going to solve this? You know? Yeah.
0: I anyway, see that in yeah. Mark a lot too. I, my daughter was around him a while ago, and and she looked at him and she goes, "Why are you staring at the ground?" Because literally, <laughs> have you ever seen Mark do this before? Where working, he like yes, he looks he does, down and he's yeah. like, and he's mumbling words yeah. inaudibly. What are you talking about? Yeah, he is, and he's solving he's that problem that in his thing? head. Crushing yeah, yeah, pixels a in his head. And that's My daughter Haley's like, "What? Why are you staring at the ground?"
3: <laughs> solving a problem. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, back to my point. <laughs>
3: It started with him being a smooth talker and then... It did, didn't it? it. Well, I,
2: I can be sarcastic and I've noticed my youngest daughter, 13, about to be 14, can just absolutely swing with me when it comes to sarcasm. Like, she, So she'll
0: swing it back she's, to you?
2: Well, she's better at it than I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, she's she has absolutely perfected the timing and the actual words to give you... A slam and still have it feel warm, Mm, right?
0: A warm slam. She's yes, of course, like from Denny's, of course.
3: (laughs) My
2: oldest daughter is good at it too, but my youngest daughter, she just relishes the perfectly timed, soft-spoken, where you're just like stunned because you're still stinging. It's (laughs) so good, so good, and I laugh so hard. Anyway, my, my daughters are very different, so they have different gifts and everything. But I'm not saying that came from me. I'm saying that you know, the sarcasm and the mannerisms and stuff like that. Every kid has their own personality and and mannerisms, but you do have a tremendous impact on that. And I think if we thought more carefully and more mindfully about how we, you know, pushed our creativity out into the world from that perspective, I think we'd be a little more insightful with the things that we made and why we made them the way that we did instead of just trying to please people, which is, I think, the thing that leaves you further back than you want to be
0: that kind of leads into this, other question, but that wanting to please people or, you know, thinking that our creativity has to be something huge in order to be important or valid or worth anything. One thing I think I've learned a lot from parenting is that it's okay for your creativity to just be and then be gone. You know, not everything that you make has to be some world changing, life changing thing for it to be valid and of value and worthy. You know, they will create a Lego thing and then relish just as much destroying it, you know, instead of feeling like they have to safe keep it so that they can enter it in a contest and be awarded something.
2: Yeah, perfectionism gets in the way, too. You see you see a lot of folks and I've been in this camp for a while, too. They're not they're just never happy until it's perfect and it's never perfect. So they're just never happy. Right. And And do
3: you see kids doing that ever? Yeah, my kiddo. There was, yeah, this song, strong moment where she tried to draw Spider-Man. She couldn't get it to look like the DVD case, and we had a meltdown.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, my my oldest daughter is a gifted writer, and so she, she also reads a lot, which I think they kind of go hand in hand. And for a long period of time, she would start a book, and she would get halfway, and then if she didn't recall everything, she would start over. She would just never finish the books. She'd mm. be like, well, I read the first half like four times. And I was like, it's okay, right? It's like you don't have to retain every single piece of information. I know that school kind of teaches you that. You want to try to get as much information as you can and, and sponge that up. But don't miss out on the fluidity and the momentum that a story can tell you just because you're hung up on one detail. And so she kind of went through a, a thing there for a while. And I don't think she's there anymore, but... Those are interesting observations because I didn't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm the kid that was just like reading, really. Like the sun's out, like I'm, I'm gonna go, you know, shoot army men with my BB gun or whatever I was doing when I was a kid. I was uh, pouring uh, model glue
1: on them and then lighting them on fire. Yeah,
3: exactly. You were pu-
1: army men.
2: <laughs> really? The M80s. We like blow stuff up with M80s. Yeah. You ever do that?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Really? Yeah. We were violent. Yeah. It was the know, 80s. Yeah. It was the 80s. People could live back then. Nowadays.
1: Can't do anything.
2: I would ask you if you remember the 80s, but you don't.
0: So no,
1: I
3: don't. Well,
0: I mean,
1: I'll make you a mixtape.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Record the radio. Dude, I remember doing that. Me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so for you, do you feel like with our kids being a little bit younger, we get that? reflection a little bit more from them with our behaviors and our habits and that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, totally. And I, I would say, I, I don't see many positives. Like my kid's amazing. But when, when she acts up, I'm like, Oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. Like tantrums, her losing it and Fred Meyer arms flailing. This was years ago, oh, a couple years ago. Now my mother-in-law looking at her going, I, I don't know what to do. My kids never did this. And mm-hmm. I believe her. I'm like, yeah, that's my genetic input. You're mm-hmm. welcome. <laughs>
2: yeah, ouch. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. And, I mean, there's good and the bad, too. I think sometimes it's easier for us to focus on the things that we see that we don't like and and not and not be as receptive to the things. It's like, wow, that's really admirable. I feel like I learn more from my kids than they learn from me now. And it's really not a comfortable position to be in, but I kind of appreciate it for what it is. I'm going to be writing about that at some point. And I think I'm going to write a story that kind of touches on the perspective of, I guess, one story from, from, from those different perspectives, from one from the kid's perspective, one from the adult's perspective, and what they learn from each other, because it's really hard to remember, I think, to look at something from somebody else's perspective. We talk about it a lot in the agency when we're trying to you know, do brand work for a company, and we're trying to like get the client to understand it's not about them, it's about their customers, and what their customers perceive is the truth, and they're trying so hard to posture that they're not just being real. And so part of our part of our work is to be like, listen, no, who are the people that we're serving? You do this with the persona stuff at, at your company. I think at the end of the day, it's really important to be mindful of other perspectives or at least pause or ask questions if you have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. If you're just completely lost, spend a little bit of time investigating. It. It's going to make your craft much more holistic.
0: Okay. I want to finish this up. With a little reflection on when we were kids. So, like, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay, can we finish with that question? And I'll be vulnerable and go first, since it's a surprise question for you all. But but it, and I feel like I have to be vulnerable because I always feel like, as someone who enjoys talking and enjoys you know doing video and podcasts and all sorts of things. It's like kind of embarrassing to say that you want attention. okay? but as somebody who's trying to build a podcast and channels like that, you're trying to draw Mm -hmm. attention from people in order to get a message across. Right. So when I was a kid, really, all that I said I wanted was for a lot of people to know my name. And I feel weird about that because it feels kind of self-centered and it feels kind of, I don't know, self-serving. But the truth, as it's as I've grown up, I think is that the only reason that I want that attention is because I think that I have positive messages that I can share, and you have to get attention to be able to share to a wider audience. So I'm curious to see—I don't know if I'll actually get enough of an audience ever to be able to share the way that I want
3: to. Well, how do you know it's ever enough? I mean, or are you going to be a perfectionist? Ooh, that's a good in question. This? I mean, that's like asking Rockefeller, how much, how much more money do you want? And just his response was one more dollar, just a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know? So how many followers do you want? Just one more follower. Mm-hmm. And then you're always chasing this endless goal. Mm-hmm. But if you quantify it, I want X number. Okay. I hit that number. Hey, is that great? That's great. Maybe launch another one, but without a quantifiable goal, how do you know you hit it?
0: Isn't that interesting about humans that we, know. we don't always quantify what our Hopes, goals, dreams are. We're, we're never happy with it. We mm-hmm. just want to keep going. Insatiable, mm-hmm. like a virus.
1: I think we the all matrix. suffer to some extent with imposter syndrome.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I
1: think that's whether we're cognitive of it or not. But you
2: know. yeah, and there's motivations underneath all that. And they're different for each person, right? Years really have a lot to do with wanting people to be in a better state. Than when when you met them, right? You want them to reach some type of educational plat, you know, like like, to
0: love themselves more and accept themselves more. Yeah,
2: and the fact that you're vulnerable about it and and just can vocalize it and and verbalize it kind of takes away any any of the ego part of it that could be there with other people, you know, saying I don't want, you know, it sounds self serving, but I don't, you know, I hope that's not true. Mm -hmm. Then you've kind of killed the part that's self serving, right? When you when you reveal it that way, so I. I think just being honest about it and really taking the time to be more self-aware is probably the step that people can take, even if you don't like everything about yourself, because you don't. Right. Right. We all suck in so many different ways. But <laughs> we're all awesome in other ways. So
1: Some are yeah, awesome more than others. Yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah that.
0: That's
3: true. OK. Yeah. Does anybody else remember what they wanted to be as a kid? So I think for me, I had to relearn who I was like. In third grade, I want a storytelling contest and I remember thinking, this is awesome. I want to be a zoologist. Those two things have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> and now that I've like grown up, I recognize I'm living into that being a storyteller and getting to do fun, creative things with, with narratives. And that's, that is what I enjoy doing. And as long as I follow who I was made to be, I do better.
0: But you do like learning all the little classifications for things. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh-huh. I can see that. I, I, might machine. Have, I might have watched three volcano documentaries today.
0: <laughs> today? <Yeah>. Probably. <laughs> it's like noon. <laughs> <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> on a work day. <laughs> this math don't work.
2: That's why our productivity has gone down. Admin hours. Through but the she
0: shows up on time to the production meeting. Yeah.
2: I'll oh. tell you what. Before I tell you who I wanted to be as a kid, I'll tell you who I want to be now. Okay. And that's a kid. Mm. because things that I appreciate about kids are that they are unabashedly exuberant about whatever they're exuberant about. They're really, they just wear their heart on their sleeve. They're not afraid of what people think most of the time. And they think they can do anything, right? Anything's possible. When you're young, you don't know all the, all the restrictions and ramifications. I think we should live life a little bit more like that. I think we should remove barriers and have an exuberant, positive go get it, like, let's go do it right now, right? And not really think about tomorrow. Like, today is the day that we're living. And so you could argue both ways on all those different things, but I think overall I kind of fight to unlearn more than I fight to learn. Mm-hmm. I think in, in a lot of the things in my life at the age that I am, I find that, wow, I have to really I have this complex web that I have to undo to realize that I was fine when I was six. And so I was fine when I was born, and, like, I don't have to – qualify to be a human I, I kind of already am one that's that when I was a kid it was always something in the stars it was superheroes and star wars and astronauts and in that type of thing it was never anything practical
0: and now you just hang out in an orange nebula
2: yeah exactly <laughs> I never wanted to be a doctor not that I didn't want to help people but I never wanted to get into the you know, I didn't want to be a lawyer I didn't you know
0: does any kid want to be a doctor I yeah, yeah. Maybe you a know, doctor.
2: Maybe the, I think most of the, the parents want them to be doctors so they can take care of them when they're old. But <laughs> I don't know. What do I
0: know? Okay, do you remember anything you want to be? You guys
1: are going to think I'm making it up, but I wanted to be an artist.
0: Really? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Cartoonist. Mm-hmm.
1: You don't know I have cartoon skills, do you? I don't think you know that. <gasps> do you? I do know that. I've got like some published work. Yeah.
0: Will you do the Oatmeal Dragon cartoon? As
1: long as it can be as rudimentary and as like... We got a plan for that. Free and easy as the rig- the oatmeal cartoon like how okay. you know, like uh-huh. crudely drawn it is. Uh-huh. Like,
3: I love oatmeal. We'll just do that. That web cartoonist.
1: It'll be backed up by the power of the content not the illustration mm.
3: work. Backed up by
0: the power of the content, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like that.
1: No, cartoonist, that's kind of what I was interested in. I didn't know about graphic design when I was younger. I didn't know it was a thing. I think, and then when I did realize it was a thing, it was called commercial art back then. So now I'm like, oh, I want to be a commercial artist. So I went to school for a year and was like, this involves math and computers and <laughs> I don't sucks. like any of this. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: And to this day, Mark will tell you that I'm not the most technical person, but I know how to get the job done. Just put it that way.
2: Absolutely.
0: Amen. Okay. I know how to get the job done too. And the job Shut is now down. done. <laughs>
2: Yep. shut her down that's nice. enough jibber jabber
1: that's Segway. Right.
0: okay so lazy j segway so everybody oh,
3: <laughs> if you enjoyed hearing from us you, and you want to hear more from us where can they find us Teresa uh, we have a couple groups on Facebook uh, the outcast or the, outpost. the outcast group yeah. outcast. <laughs> oh, Dang. Out there. Um, we're in the outpost group we're in the unsettled Facebook group where we have a Facebook page Facebook or sorry, Facebook, Instagram. I know the words. At Orange Nebula. Yes, at Orange Nebula for both of those and at Orange Nebula on Twitter as well.
0: And Orangenebula.com. You can go to sign up for our newsletter. That's where we we peep out all the little sneaky stuff. We sneak out all the pee-pee stuff. We,
2: I mean, we don't sneak <laughs> out all the peepy stuff. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. Censor this. <laughs> wow. Sne- wow. We sneak out all the pee- stuff. <laughs> Maybe you do.
3: We wouldn't know. Dear HR. Wow.
0: Okay. We all have right. To finish- Thanks for joining us today. That's it. That's enough. Let's shut her down. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. We are happy that you spent the afternoon or evening with us. We hope you have a good rest of your day. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs> Great. Good job. Sneak the PP. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> All right, good job, everybody. <laughs>